Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. As usual, I'm joined by our market analyst in Australia, Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? Very good, Sam. Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'm just about, to, well, I say I've recovered. I haven't really. I play cricket, as you know, on uh, on Saturday for the first time in like, well, since I was probably 16, maybe even 15, and my body is in absolute bits now. I feel like I've, I've got into the ring with Anthony Joshua and it hasn't Ooh. ended well. I did play two games of football, uh, well, Saturday, yeah, two games of football on Saturday, and then I also played a game yesterday evening, so Tuesday night, so... In that? goal? Three games or... in, yeah, in the sticks, but don't, you know, don't don't try and play that down, Sam. <laughs> um, it was a difficult task, so... How many goals in least... those three games did you concede? Four. Any clean sheet? No. Okay, blame the defence. But... But no, but I was, to be fair, in one of the games on the Saturday, I was unbelievable. I'm just okay. going to go, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say that. Um, <laughs> so it's as simple as that, really. But we still lost. So that's all that matters, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the, the main point. Uh, we want to know about the the poll from your, uh, from yeah. your tweet in cricket. Well, I, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed and shocked that people think on the first ball, I'm going to try and do a forward defence shot. Um, which I got some of the votes, but no, I unbelievable. And by the way, I never had this shot in my locker when I was younger. I cover drive it before. We, I came in with with two overs to go, um, so had to had to play the shots and, and managed to hit ten off six, uh, which was okay considering I was I was batting at nine. They should have put me higher, but they didn't know my capabilities. Nor did I. But then I bowled eight overs straight in a row, and uh, yeah, my body's in absolute bits. Took three wickets. Could have been more if the fielders could field, but we. Uh, I'd we like knew. to. I'd like to back you. By the way, I voted for cover drive for four. So yes. anyone that, that anyone that voted swing and a miss, they're not very good. I backed you, so I'd just like to point that out. So yeah, I mean it was very close to a swing and a miss, but yeah, cover drive for four. Couldn't believe it. I was in shock. Um, for those that only come onto this podcast to listen to the market updates, <laughs> we apologise. We should get on with that. We should get on with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, after last week, I, I think we can all have a little bit of a rest from things. Um, but that's not always the case, even though August is usually a relatively quiet month. I, I think the last few years have kind of thrown seasonality out the window. What did we survive last week? The Fed, the FOMC mm. meeting on Wednesday. We survived GDP the next day on the Thursday and all of those big tech earnings as well. Um, most of them finishing up for the week. I know Meta was down, but... Apple, Amazon, Google, um, and so on, did, did pretty well. Um, what can we talk about this week? RBA, which I guess you'll have some comments on being right in the mix of it, and Bank of England as well, which have their policy meeting tomorrow, Thursday, for those that are listening. Oil as well, which has been its usual volatile self. Uh, and then also, I, I, it would actually be quite interesting to get your thoughts on, on Starbucks, because uh, I, I really want to know, are people still... You know, going out and spending coffee is a bit of a guide for discretionary items. Um, so yeah, that's the 
that's the plan of action yeah we survived uh and maybe maybe over the worst of it big question mark on that but um we'll get us cpi next week and and that's going to be a, a real key indicator and certainly be a discussion point for next week there's one of the three already ticked off the list um will inflation will it have come down like jay powell has said will opec will that opec meeting today throw sort of more uncertainty into the mix if oil prices move back towards a hundred dollars still uh still a lot to digest and invest um yeah big big one that next week on the 10th of august inflation number god I really hope that isn't a big a new multi-year high can you imagine oh my goodness mm-hmm. especially as we're already starting to to get the first expectations and it and it is showing that it's peaked uh, at least month on month so yeah a, a bigger number that would be heartbreaking the fed is, as we've said before now a policy uh, meeting by meeting basis data dependent we've got non-farm payrolls on friday as well so yeah on the poddy next week that'll be that'll be a really interesting one um okay look first for us to cover this week uh central banks uh the rba had their meeting on on, on tuesday or i guess for you yeah it would be tuesday even for you right yep. Uh, yep. in in a quick summary how, how how did you see that what have you taken from it yeah, look, it was it was pretty much as expected. I mean, the the, the Australian market, the, you know, the ASX two hundred is actually performs you know pretty well this year. Very similar to to you know the FTSE in in the sense that you know given its weightings um, towards um, you know the the commodity side of the market is it, done very well. Obviously, the ASX two hundred, you've got you know Rio Tinto, BHP Billiton, Fortescue, um, Santos, names like this. You know, big big mining giants that have obviously done uh, really well this year. We've also got uh, banks in there which you know at the start of the year performed pretty well as well um so you know huge huge weighting um in that sense so you know it's been a, it's been a great market to look at and yeah the the rba they lifted rates by 50 basis points and that's to 1.85 percent as i say as expected you know like the fed the the rba has a target rate of between two to three percent for inflation uh, which is sort of funny to say now when we're miles away from that. But, you know, they are trying to ensure that they keep the economy um, on an even keel while trying to obviously bring that inflation number down. We aren't quite up with the rest of the world for inflation, which is, is obviously one thing to mention. We're only at 6.1%. Uh, economists do think that this will keep rising in the short term, probably getting uh, to a peak of about 7%, which, you know, is, is much obviously lower than what we've got in, in the UK and obviously in the US as well. And, and I think with the RBA, I think, I think that they feel a bit more comfortable. Um, I think they feel they have a bit more time on their side compared to what the Fed have. You know, they feel like they can sort of keep inflation under control and, and maybe not rush the tightening cycle because that inflation number is still lower. But we've also had a lot happen here in terms of, you know, droughts, floods um, that have really, really affected supply chains. And that's had a huge impact on, um, you know, the cost of food, etc., um but as i say you know everything can change very quickly as we know you know inflation you know has still climbed higher than what the rba had expected um so there's, there's a lot still at, still at play but at, you know at the moment i feel that they feel that they're slightly ahead of it even though a lot of people do believe that they are still behind the curve i, I think that they feel quite confident Obviously, our housing market here in Australia sort of boomed through 2021 and 2022. And we're starting to see the effect of, of sort of these rate rises on consumers, you know, who have taken out mortgages, etc. 
But from here, we are probably likely to start seeing the, the size of the, the rate hikes reduce. In September, you're probably going to be looking at a 25 basis point, uh, obviously max 50 basis points. That's going to be a really close call between those two. But beyond that, after September, we're probably going to see just a standard sort of 25 basis point increases. Um, you know, obviously like the, the US as well, we've got a really strong labor market. We've got record low unemployment rates, rising wages. And obviously, you know, as we say, oil is going to play another big part in inflation, um, you know, in Australia, if it does continue to climb, as we say, that sort of OPEC meeting today is going to be quite important and a number that, that markets are going to watch really closely. Um, but look, you know, the RBA have got a tricky task, you know, like most central banks right now, whether it's the, the Fed, um, you know, Bank of England, whoever it might be. And, and that, that is to convince people that it is serious about sort of curtailing inflation and that inflation pressure will be temporary without sort of throttling the economy at the same time. So it's a, it's a really difficult, you know, again, it's that old, old age, uh, adage, you know, of walking the tightrope and, you know, central banks are, are having a, a real tough time on that tightrope at the moment. Yeah, I remember back in back in my day when inflation was struggling to get to two percent, and and like you said, now it's just six over there, nine over here, nine in the states. It's uh, pretty insane. Um, speaking of inflation, um, maybe we can uh, cover that live um, on on one of the webinars that we do next Wednesday. Uh, so we do a crypto webinar, uh, which usually starts at one p.m. Uh, every Wednesday. So for those that want to to view that uh, reaction live, that'll be one thirty. So do tune into that. Obviously, you can go via the eToro Academy to to do so. Uh, but do remember, if you are on YouTube listening or guess watching this, do like, share, subscribe, all of that. And then if you are on the the podcast, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, we really do appreciate if you can can give us uh, a rating. It really helps with the the algorithm and and all of that kind of thing. Uh, a good rating, of course. Um, next up for us to, to discuss is is the Bank of England. Will they do 25? Will they do 50 basis points? Spoke with Ben on Monday, and he reckons 50. Despite 25 well, certainly being the favourite on Monday, Tuesday, where that might change overnight, I don't know. Um, dare you go against Ben? I mean, what else are you looking out from, from the old lady of Fred Needle Street? And, and actually, I just saw this morning, um, the, the Times Shadow MPC committee, they uh, did a did a vote on whether it be a 50 or 25 basis point out of the eight members. Five voted for 50, three voted for 25. However, the Shadow MPC, for those that, that don't know, they're typically more hawkish than the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee. So you can read into that if you want, but they are typically more hawkish. But the main question, Josh, are you going to go against Ben Laidler? I uh, don't think I will. No. Um, <laughs> who, who am I to go against, Mister Laidler? Um, and, and I think it's. I think it's. You know, he's 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 bang on. You know, the inflation picture in in England, you know, isn't improving by the looks of it. You know, especially when we compare it to that of of Australia, and you know, isn't isn't close to sort of the the peak with you know expectations of eleven percent. So. You know, I think they need to go hard and, and forceful. So I think the the fifty basis point looks looks the most likely. Um, you know, and I think it reiterates that it's prepared to act forcefully at the same time. You know, they said at, at the June meeting that um, they would act um, forcefully if signs of inflationary pressures are persistent. And I think the run of data that we've had since that time has um, you know has proven that. And and I think that will prompt that that fifty basis point hike. But again. 
um you know they've sort of thrown a few things at us this year that we probably didn't expect and uh they probably maybe haven't been as aggressive as many people would have probably liked them to have been um but at the same time you know this should hopefully support the pound probably not in you know in um in a huge sense against the dollar but it obviously has come under a lot of pressure this year and that of course isn't helping the inflation picture at all um you know and that's you know amid a tough time for consumers in the uk we've, we've sort of spoke about it you know the the cost of living crisis food energy etc and then you've obviously got the increase of rates means that borrowing costs are higher again which is obviously bad news for for those that that own their own home so it's such a difficult balance you know you're trying to get that inflation picture under control but also at the same time you're going to hurt the consumer um that you know ha, ha, you know does have their own home but hopefully you know on the other side it, it does then start to bring down um you know the the food prices etc so you know the, the bank of england that they've they've increased rates five times since december you know moving in no more than those sort of quarter point steps and and the fed's actions and a series of above forecast uk inflation readings you know has obviously prompted um the policy makers there to sort of rethink their, their sort of gradual response um and as we said they, they've they've promised to act forcefully if if necessary um but what is uh you know important to know and probably one reason why i won't go against mr later is that it's the last time the bank of england did raise rates by 50 basis points uh it was actually in february 1995 when the government set the cost of borrowing uh with advice from the central bank so a long long time ago and for context uh, i wasn't even born <laughs> um, wow <laughs> so yeah just for context what, what, um just what do you think with number one, February 1995, have it get? I mean, there's no way you're going to get this. What was number one in 1995? Well, I actually remember what was number one when I was born, and that was Shaggy Bombastic in September 1995. Um, <laughs> but I know, I've got no idea what it would be. I don't know. I wouldn't even have a clue, mate. Oasis? In, well, I don't know how accurate this is, but Michael Jackson Earth Song, by the looks of it, spent okay. six weeks at number one. Um a lot of these other songs like well there is actually an oasis in april some might say take that back for good some good good shoes oh, some bangers here. in there yeah oh yeah there you go shaggy bombastic you're right in september spent one week uh, at number one in the uk great knowledge it's a great tune yeah um but yeah look i mean at the same time the the bank of england that they're probably also going to look at the fed's sort of cautious tone from their meeting last week um you know they don't want to move too aggressively because of those concerns over the economy you know is that going to resonate in terms of the fed's comments you know maybe inflation's peaking in the us does that mean that they probably don't want to go as aggressive maybe but also i think you know the the fed was still very strong in comments about combating inflation which as we know for the bank of england is is the main concern right now so you would be surprised to see anything less than 50 basis points but um you know as we say who knows yeah it's going to be an interesting one maybe we'll, we'll get a poll going a poll going but i'm with you um main reason i'm with you is because i'm not going against ben laidler either but uh yeah let's 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 go with the 50 um which will mark you know one of the biggest months i guess in history of rate hikes across the globe really some of the the size of these we've seen obviously bank of canada doing the 100 basis point really setting the scene a few weeks back uh, let's talk oil now, which, of course, is all still linked into this global macro picture. Um, OPEC plus JMMC, JTC all meeting uh, this week. But there's also been a few headlines floating around about, you know, China and that obviously impacts things. You know, what are you making of, of all of this so far? I mean, also, there are some 
really interesting technical levels on on oil i was looking yesterday mm. um where we're trading right now so i could talk a little bit about that as well i mean oil traders they better be strapped in because the volatility for this market it's not going anywhere absolutely not it's going to stay we're just showing off today really our broad range of assets at eToro oh, currencies yeah. indices commodities stocks oh, yeah. really showing it off but yeah look i mean obviously oils um oil has fallen um you know in the last few days those recession fears mounting china's manufacturing pmis that, that have shrunk which is sort of that reason that we we've seen this sort of fall off slightly over the last few days and, and continuing to sort of trade below the hundred dollars um supply has been increasing uh, we've got Libya and Russia increasing production, uh, which is again one of the reasons that you know that prices are starting to come down a little bit as well. But OPEC added additional production hikes uh, both the July and August meeting, with the September increases sort of weighted into their sort of prior two months. But OPEC have effectively undone the production cutbacks seen during the pandemic, and it has sort of eased the price of of of, of crude lower. Um, we obviously had Joe Biden; he was in Saudi Arabia um, to sort of a bit of a plea to lift oil supplies um you know the, the the recent weakness that we've actually seen again dropping below a hundred dollars around this sort of level now has pretty much wiped out all of the gains from when we had the start of the geopolitical tensions and i think in my view the price has is, is, is probably come down a little bit too much mm. given how sort of tight that the supply is but i guess that's sort of really over those sort of recession fears and again the the, the demand side of it you know given the the weak data from from china but if we see, you know, the is, the OPEX meeting is today, I think, and, and if we do see uh, the, the planned hike, then we will likely see a test lower from oil prices. Um, you can probably give us a bit more in terms of those those technical levels in a minute. But I know 90 is a, is a pretty key level just in terms of that's a level we haven't seen before the sort of the geopolitical tensions in Russia and Ukraine. So that will be pretty important. Um, but if quotas are unchanged, you know, and we don't see that output uh, lift, which again, it could be likely because you know they are struggling OPEC with output at the moment. Then again, that you know you're probably looking back at a hundred dollars again, and um, you know in that range because I think it will just instantly break that resistance around ninety six if if unchanged as well. So um, OPEC is going to be a really important um, meeting to watch today because not only does it have an effect on the oil price, if we go back a hundred back above a hundred dollars, it's going to have a huge impact on inflation globally again. So it's it's the it's the number of the the markets this week in my view yeah big big uh big impact on markets and and those technical levels you mentioned 90 bucks i think that's a very good sort of round number to keep an eye on uh, i think when we did our market predictions I, I mean i can't remember at the top of my head but i'm pretty sure we said between sort of 90 and 100 by the end of the year which you know giving yourself a 10 dollar swing you, you know a few years ago for, for oil you'd say well that's you know you're cheating but right now some of these swings that we're seeing i think that's giving ourselves a fair chance um but yeah 200 day moving average worth keeping an eye on we, we closed below there uh on monday and that was the first time that we had closed below since uh the beginning uh or the, i should say the sort of mid part of december so that's been pretty significant uh that's acting as resistance in early trade today but also in and around sort of 92.50 92.90 we're going back to support that we found in March and actually before that back into February the market gapped higher over the weekend uh, and that's been support once twice three four five six seven eight nine ten times including today such a key level we have spent periods of the day below there but the daily closes never happen so if I'm a bull for oil I do not want to see oil price close 
anywhere below $92. And if it closes at $90, just the way this market can, can react, you've got to imagine there's going to be a lot of stops that we get flushed out. If we can start pushing higher and get back above the 200-day moving average on daily close, then it looks a little bit more rosy. Ultimately, the fundamentals will, will drive the price, but the technical will give that, that close and, and the sentiment, which may uh, lead to a bigger move in either direction, but it's set pretty nicely right now. Um, when looking at the earnings for, for this week, it was uh, a lot more comforting realising, I, I guess, for you that you didn't have to focus on so many of the, the top names. Um, but one in particular this week that caught my eye, and I said we talk about it, was, was Starbucks. You know, I want to know whether people are going out spending money on coffee and also what was the, the, the sort of the forward guidance on, on Starbucks too. You know, what are your... Your sort of thoughts on on their earnings report that came out last night i think yeah look sales came in slightly above expectations um and we had some strong us sales which basically managed to offset uh the poor performance in china obviously given lower traffic amid covid lockdowns etc um so bottom line americans are still opening their wallets to to eat out and spend out you know even if inflation is starting to to erode purchasing power um in in the short term and it's uh it, it, they're still spending simple as that you know it was it was a mixed report because of the weakness they had in china but again this is going to return right china isn't mm. going to be in lockdown forever it's not a market we should be hugely worried about they've got a lot of stores there which does affect them uh, but we know that in the short term us the us sort of sales can offset that um, with strong numbers and and this has sort of followed on from sort of similar results that we've got from other companies similar you know if you look at sort of mcdonald's for example you know very similar sort of earnings uh chipotle the mexican grill company again sort of very similar again offering the um the, the sort of same sort of guidance uh, as well moving forward and look ultimately last quarter starbucks uh, basically pulled outlook for fiscal 2022 so sort of citing that they had uncertainty caused by the outbreaks in china um but actually in the quarter they opened 318 new locations um and it's now got 35,000 locations globally so ultimately for me consumer still strong you're not going to be opening those new stores unless you feel that the consumer is going to continue spending money um then if we look at the consumer we had results as well from airbnb overnight mixed but but actually in my view the market reacted you know pretty badly to it but in my view it was actually a decent report they beat expectations they recorded record profits um they offered a two billion buyback on its stock but it basically it missed expectations slightly on on the nights and experiences but overnight stays for the quarter um, we're actually up by more than 23% compared to pre-pandemic levels in 2019. And long-term stays were up 90% from 2019, which is obviously that sort of sign of remote working, people traveling away and having that freedom. Um, but it dropped about 8% after hours, possibly because we had a nice run-up going into the report. Mm. Um, but despite the cost of living, it appears that you know, travel is ultimately you know an essential service um you know because people want to do it we were stuck inside for so long um even in this inflationary environment airbnb are benefiting from the high demand for traveling experiences um in some cases you could look at it as a downtrade for consumers maybe seeking sort of lower cost alternatives to say yeah. staying in hotels you know if you've got a family of four right let's just book one airbnb we can probably get it cheaper rather than booking 
you know two or three hotels at the four seasons you're probably going to get it slightly cheaper um and you know often you can get this sort of unique experiences you can get everything in sort of one place so i do think it could be a bit of a down trade but look so far so good for the consumer um you know as mr Laidler likes to tell us we're very very resilient um and we're continuing to spend even if they are saying that they aren't as per the consumer readings that we're getting globally so let's look at what they're doing and not uh listen to what they're saying oh i love that i love that i'm uh I've, I've been long um airbnb for for a while which you know it's, it's definitely not in profit but long term was always the plan and i think investors do need to remember that if you're if you were getting in for the long term why do you care what it's done in two months if you know exactly. I, and I, I think that can be you know we, when i i do a monthly course for for those that are listening on sort of the introduction to trading and and investing and when it comes to talking about managing the trade if nothing's changed for the reason that you got in why are you coming out because we've all been there where we've got into a position and that could be a trade that you know was only going to be 15 minutes or it could be a long-term position that you're going to hold for a matter of, of, of months and years and you get in and then suddenly it doesn't do anything or it starts coming against you and you decide to get out and that could be even for a little bit of profit and then you look back in a few like minutes if it's a short-term trade or a few months and it's done exactly what you thought it would and gone and that can be so so frustrating it happened to me so many times uh what can be very helpful for that is obviously having a trade journal getting the stats to prove that sticking to your plan could be a good thing but uh yeah for me i i have no reason right now to to come out of airbnb and obviously it's not diversified portfolio we preach um what we practice um any other earnings keeping an, an, an eye on this week you mentioned there a, a, a few others um other than starbucks which have, have already come out but anything else catching your eye uh booking.com um that will probably yeah. be one to watch over the next yeah. couple of days that's obviously on the back of airbnb's results that'll be an interesting watch ebay and adidas another couple to watch from the consumer side uh, we've obviously then got block as well formerly square that struggled this year but then paypal came through with a strong result um overnight as well um and sort of stock the stock rallied uh, after hours so we could see something similar there so look we, we're going to start to obviously wind down now we've obviously had the, the the real biggies last week um starting to wind down but look still a few interesting names to come through and still really important ultimately to, to the overall earning season and, and that final number that we get through but so far so good yeah i i saw uber over the last five days are up 27 percent, which is a bit it's a bit gutting for me casino because i just for love nor money cannot get an uber so i just can't understand as a business how it's surviving <laughs> but uh yeah fair play it's okay here in oz is they, it? Do, they do quite a good job in australia so maybe they're making all their money here so <laughs> it might be it might <laughs> be but i was I, I got a few friends in my football team uh who are who are uber drivers and and you know they were having all sorts of um incentives to to keep doing it i think at one point they were getting you know an extra ever a double your money days and bonuses to to keep doing it because obviously they lost so much staff during the the pandemic as people either mm. went home or, or changed roles but uh yeah i mean the staff shortages haven't helped uber but if they can go back to when you literally book an uber and within five minutes it's there and it's going to accept your role count me in until then i'm i'm very much on the sidelines um other things, obviously, non-farm perils. You got Friday. I think we're expecting two five five thousand. That'd be quite interesting. You know, I don't want to see. You know, if we're of this view that markets are bottoming out or have bottomed, you don't want to see non-farm payrolls come in at above three hundred thousand. 
Um, I, don't, I think we're definitely in a sort of Goldilocks scenario where bad news, in a way, could be good news that the Fed are going to focus. Oh, well, the economy needs saving. Let's get those rates lower or at least slow down that pace. So, yeah, that would be an interesting one to keep an eye out on Friday for those that are interested in that. As usual, head over to the Toro Academy uh, podcasts, guides, videos, blogs, you name it. It's there. Um, but Josh will be back next week and uh, let's get prepping for that inflation number. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, let's uh, put, on our, put on our best shirts for next week, best suits, and we'll be back with the inflation numbers. Awesome. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>